What is up, everybody? I am Ant, and I'm joined by my good friend, co-host. I haven't seen him in like a month. I'm depressed, but now I'm happy because I do get to see him. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, Tyler Peterson and Anthony, it's just great to be here. It's It's been a long time. A month is way too long, so it's the holidays. What do you expect? I'm glad to be back with you, man. Let's do this thing. I think the last time I saw you was when the whole video camera fiasco situation happened. That was a lot of fun. That was, that was, that was very yeah, they're, they're, That was rough. That was a SmackDown review you and Christian uh, allowed me to be part of, and I screwed it up. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was a wild night for sure. So I do want to just say before we get into our uh, uh, Raw's War recap, I am the current WWE pay-per-view champion. Um, and, you know, I know I've showed off the belt before, but because this is the attitude of yours, I do just want to represent and show off the title. Um, I hope you can see it. So this is the title that uh, the current champion, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, wears. Uh, it's the winged eagle title. I won't show it to you close up because if I do, it's going to disappear. But you can see, like, here I'll put the mic down. It's a, it's the actual title. It's a replica. So. Oh, I love it. I think it's appropriate, and you are the champion. I can respect that. But I'm, I'm coming for that title, not that exact belt, but for the pay per views. Any predictions? Even if I'm not able to be on the show, in spirit, I'm going to be dominating Listen. in my mind. This is the, the this is my bell. I kiss it all the time, you know. It's realized nobody's able to come. I, I love it. I, it. It does look good over your shoulder. I, I must admit, I, I'll compliment you. I'm going to be sportsmanship because we are friends, but I know we get competitive when it comes to these pay per view predictions, and you know, Christian's involved now, and you know, I, you got to watch out for him. A cool guy, but I can see him trying to. Uh, have a, a different sort of finish where he turns on one of us. I, I can see it. He has a lot to say. He's got a lot a lot to say and a lot to prove, but I'm the pay-per-view champion. Everyone's got a lot to say about the champion until they actually are champion. And then I'm just positioning this so that everybody can kind of see um, the title a bit because, uh, you know, the champion might have to feel a little, you know, tired after holding this belt for – so many months at this point. I think I've been champion since November. You're having to carry everybody. That's what you're saying. You just just say it. You're carrying everybody. I, I can't believe it. You know, and it's funny because this guy, but he, he deserves it though. Thank you, sir. I mean, people are bringing up MJF and shit. Fuck MJF. I'm the only champion that matters. I know who MJF is, but this is I'm the champ. This is my title. Happy to hold on to it. So you are checking out the attitude years. Episode 36 WWF Raw is where from July 6, 1998, live in State College, Pennsylvania. Shout out to Christian, who lives in Pennsylvania. Um, and the Undertaker comes out to the ring to start off the night. And the Undertaker says, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I want a WWF title shot, and I want it right now. And he wants this title. Yeah, he wants your belt. The Listen, Undertaker's coming for you, Ant. Yeah. I can't, yo, can I just say something? I need to. I'm, this is not sweat, people. I'm just letting you know it's not because I'm so disgusted by this. I don't know what it, it's literally my deodorant. I feel like, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Sorry. I just put my arm up. I saw that. I have a weird thing against that. So, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I couldn't tell. I, I thought it was all that hard work you were doing to get that championship. That's what I was uh, picturing. I mean, it, it's all the, the years of, of the work ethic, the routine, the, the battle, finally get in the ring with, with one of the champions, and you took the gold away. And I now here it. you are. I told my nephew that I beat Roman Reigns, and he goes, Uncle, he goes, where's the footage? I said, that's going to come out in January. So I have to find, like, find a way to produce that. So that would be very fun. I told him I made him tap out. Oh, so. It's, it's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait for that. I don't care what stars Melser's going to give it. I'll give it 100. Well, boom, fist bump. Appreciate you. There you go. I'm looking at the history, respecting it. Undertaker is a former champion. I respect it, okay? So Michael Cole is backstage looking for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin walks out and gets to the ring. Vince McMahon then comes out and says, what's wrong with this picture? I'll tell you, the inmates are attempting to run the asylum. And he says, Undertaker, who was named a number who's named a number one contender stone Cold steve austin who the hell do you think you are you defend the title against an opponent of my choice and at fully loaded you can be in the same ring and i don't care if you two tear each other apart he says we can do this the easy way and let you fight or we can do it the hard way undertaker you two will team up in a tag team match. And Undertaker and Stone Cold, you two will face off against Mankind and Kane. I will need the number one cont- contender later on in the ring tonight. How do you feel about... Wait, he says... Wait, what? How is... Here's how I feel about you being WWF champion. Let me salute you. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm sorry, Vince McMahon flips off Stone Cold. So a lot happening here. Let me unpack. Pause. I kind of like went on and on. So pretty much Vince kind of screwed us all because we're thinking we're going to get Austin versus Taker at Fully Loaded. He's like, you two will fight, but as a tag team against Mankind and Kane. What do you think about that? And then who do you think? Vince is going to name as a number one contender later on. And then what do you think about him flipping off Vince uh, Stone Cold? That's not good. I think Vince McMahon, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. I thought it was ingenious. Screw what the fans want. I mean, let, let's make Stone Cold and, and Undertaker team up to take on Kane and Mankind. I thought it was brilliant. I'm really catching up to, to Mr. McMahon. I, I think he still may be involved somehow. I'm, oh, I'm going to do the conspiracy theories. No, I, I I don't know. But, no, this was interesting, seriously, because, you know, this is typical Vince McMahon, the evil genius, the evil boss and storyline as well. I mean, why not? He He's making it tough for Stone Cold. He, and Steve Austin's been uh, making his life a living hell, so why not? McMahon's got to flip him off, get him back. I mean, that that's what it's about. So that's all I got to say. I, I think it's just brilliant. I, I think it's fantastic. Somebody's calling me. It must be McMahon. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm, I don't know. It's driving me crazy. I'm getting notifications. I mean, what, what's going it's, on now? This is like, you feel like Michael Cole at this point, right? Like, you're like, oh my God, what do I do? He's still, he's coming back. Yeah. I'm having PTA. Anytime Michael Cole yeah, that, does a that's text. True. Wait a minute. Yeah. <clears throat> Completely. You know, I'd like the headset. Like, what, what am I supposed to say? I'm going to get fined if I say that. Wait a minute. Yeah, he, he's giving him nightmares. 100%. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I guess I'm excited to see Mankind and Kane tag up for the first time. Paul Bearer does represent both of them. So, you know, I get it. Um, but listen, our first match is a match that I don't really want to talk about. It's the bra for all. Brock is taking on Savio. Vega. I think Brock has got the win here, right? I don't even know. I think he did too. And I felt bad for se- no Vega won. My bad. Oh, wow. I, I messed there up. Go. I, I totally botched that. I, I, I did. Both. I botched that myself. Yeah, it happens. I mean, we're human. We we can't all be, you know, like Ant here, the host. But I, I'll tell you what, I, I can't stand this concept. I detest it incredibly. I even wrote that down. Brock has had the look, but I sympathize with Savio Vega. I mean, he's a veteran. He, he had quite the career in Puerto Rico prior to coming in. Yeah, let me put my fist up. We're, we're brawling here. I mean, I, I just think it's ridiculous what they did to Savio Vega. I mean, what what a treasure, and they had to put him against Brockus. Thanks a lot. I can't stand it. I'm with you. I despise this whole idea of brawl for our, Thank you, Vince Russo, bro. Thanks. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a waste of time. It's not wrestling, even though you're making it sports entertainment. Give us something we can get interested in. The fans were, they were already, you know, viewing it negatively. I mean, they were booing, probably saying some other things I can't repeat. I mean, well, we're going to talk about things that you can't repeat because Ken Shamrock does that later on in this match. We have double oh, J. He does. Oh, he sure does, man. Double J. Jeff Jarrett with Tennessee Lee to get on the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. And uh, here are just some quick notes from it. Uh, Tennessee Lee distracts Ken Shamrock, allowing Jarrett to nail Shamrock with the clothesline and sends Shamrock into the ring steps. Jarrett nails a suplex. However, Shamrock is able to nail a drop kick and a back suplex. However, King Mabel comes in and attacks Ken Shamrock and nails a big splash. And then where my disqualification is Ken Shamrock. Afterwards, Ken Shamrock snaps and screams in the ring. And then we come back from the break and Ken Shamrock's backstage. And Shamrock says, Mabel, if you are any kind of man, you'll meet me here in the ring tonight. So, King Mabel coming back to show Ken Shamrock, I'm the king of WWF. What do you think? Yeah, this was uh, very weird. Yeah, King Mabel, uh, no disrespect, very large uh, person. But uh, something did not click with me as far as his wrestling style ability. Uh, you definitely weren't going to get the technical kind of masterpiece match that everybody loves to review and everything and give it stars and thumbs down. Who cares about that crap? You know, uh, but Shamrock, I love that he was intense. He's not going to be intimidated by anybody. He's the world's most dangerous man. And how dare anybody not love Double J or Tennessee Lee because he's got Tennessee in his name and he's part of the Fuller family. Gosh, I'm a mark for Jeff Jarrett. And you can tell if you've listened to enough of these episodes, and you can tell maybe I'm, I'm trying to be unbiased, but I'm partial. You know, listen, I'm a I like Jeff Jarrett. My only problem is he needs to stop trying to go after the tag team pals in AEW right now, but that's for another show. Um, yeah, that, that's for another program. And Shamrock's just boring, but listen, back in '98, I can see why people liked him because he's crazy, you don't know what he's gonna do. But speaking yeah, he, of crazy, he was intense. No, go ahead, yeah, he was. Yeah, no, I was going to add that. That's why he didn't have to have the, the great promos. It, it was more of the physicality, what he could bring, you know, all the UFC buzz as well. You think about the marketing. Yeah, just hit your face and really look like you're going to mess up somebody. That's what we love, man. We got caught up in that stuff. I mean, just for me. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I was a big Ken Shamrock fan as a kid. Uh, here are two big dudes going at it. Bradshaw is taking on Vader. The match starts with Bradshaw giving a big boot. Vader nails a clothesline. However, Kane and Mankind come down and attack both men. Kane nails a chokeslam to the behemoth Vader. Mankind applies the mandible claw on Bradshaw. And Kane nails Vader with a huge tombstone. The match ends in no contest. This is basically Mankind and Kane trying to send a message to Stone Cold and Undertaker like dudes we're not meant to mess with. What did you think of Kane and Mankind coming out and showing their dominance? I think it was important due to what uh, McMahon we were talking about earlier, setting up that main event with Stone Cold and Undertaker taking on what you were saying, uh, discussing it with uh, Kane and Mankind. But I'll tell you what, Bradshaw and Vader, you talk about two stiff guys. I mean, very physical, the way they wrestle. And, uh, you know, to me, Bradshaw reminds you of Stan Hansen. And this was was great. I actually enjoyed this match. Now, was it one of my favorites? I mean, no, but JBL and Vader, I've got a soft spot, even though they were they were anything but soft as far as their fist. I mean, it, it was uh, – or kicks or whatever you have it. But I, I did like the dynamic of Mankind and Kane. Was Paul Bear out there? Not that he's got to be for every segment, but I, I can't help it. If, if Paul Bear's out there, it makes everything just a little better. I don't know. Was it was good. So. I think he, they just came you out. Know, I watched it. I can't remember much. I don't think so. I didn't put him in my notes. I don't think so. I even took notes, and I'm like, uh, it's okay. I mean, but yeah, I mean, too, I mean, just listen, just a big dude. I'm gonna tell you this I try to lift up a six foot four person, okay? Could not happen. Oh, okay. What'd you do, Lexi? I tried to body slam, okay? Could it happen? So I mean, it's it's hard to do. I'm not, no. I'm not saying I have the, I'm the caliber of Kane, but I'm just trying to say picking up another human is hard. Um, but let's move on. Very difficult. That's what he said and she said. Um, okay, we have another tag match where we have a tag match going up. The Headbangers taking on the Disciples of Apocalypse with their new manager, Paul Ellering. Here are some notes. Mosh nails are Hurricane Rana and the two-nail double clothesline. Paul Ellering says the Legion of Doom are gone. It's the era of the DOA. Um, Skull drops the rasher on the apron, and the DOA nailed their combo slam finisher to get the win. Uh, this match just just made to make DOA look good and sort of like continue the trash talk of LOD. What did you think of this? Yeah, it was to help elevate DOA because Paul Ellering, if you're going to have the mouthpiece, I think we've seen the LOD, Paul Ellering combination so much that, you know, the Harris uh, twins, as I knew them as well, needed this. So I didn't mind it. It actually gave it a little bit of a twist, even if you saw it coming. And I think the headbangers were underrated. I really enjoyed what they brought to the table. So, you know, the match was pretty good for what it was, but was it one of my favorites? No, but Paul Ellering to me just... What can I say? I'm a fan of old school wrestling. And anytime you introduce one of these, you know, classic characters, it, it makes all the difference in the world, at least for me. And for me, like the problem is like, so I didn't get to appreciate Paul Ellering until 2017 and 2016 when he came out with the authors of pain. So when I'm watching this right. and looking back, again, I'm gonna watch we're only watching Raw's War. So we're not talking about what happens on Shotgun Saturday night or whatever sort of other shows there are. 
so far what I see, do much. He's just working with DOA. And a lot of these storylines are like big matches on pay-per-views, and I don't see enough oof in it. Maybe that's because a lot of stuff happens on the other shows. Maybe. I don't know. That's a possibility, but I get what you're saying. A lot of stuff happens so fast, which helped my you know, my interest level and my attention span, because even then it would kind of get shorter, but that that's the thing. I, I think it was a lot more the the hot top angles and getting those big matches, like you stated on the big shows, like the pay-per-views, but yeah, that, I think that has a lot to do with it, the other programs. So it makes you wonder if we reviewed all of them, how this would all tie in. Cause that, that's yeah. there. I'm sure there's some we could miss. Uh, I don't know. That's me yeah. speculating. I, like, like I, I write for websites, you know, Speculation, cheap plug, cheap plug, sir. Yeah, cheap plug. Did you notice that? That was terrible. You say that's a bad transition. Move on. Big Foley. Uh, okay, so we have the Skittle Slam of the Week. Stone Cold Steve Austin giving the Undertaker a Stone Cold Stunner. Of course, that's great. Um, our next match: Dino Brown with the Godfather taking on Terry Funk. Um, here are some quick notes. Fuck nails a pilot driver and gets a two count, and he sends D'Lo into the railing outside. Fuck nails a springboard moonsault to D'Lo Brown outside. That was impressive. Um, and then that was unbelievable. Crazy. Fuck nails a moonsault to the back of D'Lo and gets a two. The end comes after the Godfather nails Terry with his chain, and D'Lo hits the lowdown. However, after the match, the Undertaker comes down. And nails Dino Brown, the Godfather, and Terry Funk, each with a choke slam. So let's dissect the match. What did you think about? Terry? I mean, Terry Funk's impressive as fuck, man. Just the moon sauce, just putting his body on the line. Holy cow! Dino Brown looks good. The Godfather. I mean, this is the beginning iteration of it all. What did you think? I thought it was a. Fun match. You, you just mentioned one of the, the major spots with Terry Funk still sacrificing his body. I mean, and he continued to do so years afterwards after this uh, very point. Uh, to me, I even put this in my notes. Funk knows how to create opportunities just via his in-ring experience. You know, D'Lo possesses so many special qualities. We, we've talked about this a lot, Anthony. I mean, uh, but Funk knew how to outsmart the opponent the way they laid out the story. Uh, it allowed D'Lo Brown to, to wear down uh, Terry Funk and, and make him vulnerable. And uh, it, it elevated uh, D'Lo Brown. So I, I think it was important to have a, a legend, not just a veteran, but a legend like Terry Funk involved. And the Godfather nailed him with his chain. I mean, I loved early Godfather. I mean, th that one just off the chain. He nailed him with the chain. My goodness. Boom. And boy, I, I, I got fired from comedy that, for that reason. A, a great example. <laughs> but yeah. and the Undertaker choking with. Yeah, no, choking both those guys. I mean, you don't make the Undertaker, man. He doesn't care if it's Terry Funk, uh, you know, the Nation members, or it could be anybody. I mean, the guy was just mad during this year. I mean, we he was just God. coming out and beating up everybody. He sure was his whole entire year, man. Um, let's go over this segment, and then we'll go to our first break of the night. Vince McMahon comes out to the ring, and Vince says, this is the moment you all have been waiting for. Firstly, I'd like to introduce Mankind. So Mankind comes out to the ring. Vince, Vince says, thank you for joining us, Mick. Now I'd like to introduce Kane. And then he introduces Wolfenom, The Undertaker. Vince says, which one of you should be the number one contenders? Perhaps it should be Mankind. 
It says, with what you did at Hell in a Cell, I feel your pain and your hurt. And I want to publicly thank you for all that you've done. I think everybody should stand up. Remember that line? Stand up for Vince McMahon. Everybody raise to your, rise to your feet, not just raise. Yeah, it, Come on, right. show your I mean, support. Come on. Show that support. Last Absolutely. week, I said you were a role model and the champion for the new millennium. How could I know you were the stupidest person in the crowd? Getting so close to Voss in a title shot was so dumb. Any man who has set themselves up on fire for a title could get a title shot. And you, you evil excuse for a human, why should you be named number one contender? Because you almost took this man's life, he's talking to the Undertaker. Because you burned your brother in an inferno match. You want to be champion more than life itself. Tonight, the three of you will compete to find out who will become the number one contender. So Vince McMahon did a really good job here putting over each talent and making them each look like a definite um, contender. Oh, he did. I mean, that, that was the point. McMahon uh, still got people over, even though he was even in opposition to them. And I think these segments are brilliant. I mean, that's all I can say. Very compelling. I know we overuse those words, but it, it's true. I mean, this was just this. This is what made Raw, you know, must see television. You always couldn't wait to watch it when you even if you had to record it on videotape. This is before DVR. VCR. I mean, it, it used to be VHS. Yeah. That, that's how old school we're going back to the 90s here. But, you know, uh, to me, Taker deserved it. He angry. Vance is trying to calm him down. He just talked about everybody running it like a mental hospital. And then, you know, even telling Kane, hey, you know, how dumb can you be? You set yourself on fire, even though, you know, if he would have been successful, then Vance would have had a different approach. But I enjoyed it. I, I can't help it, man. This is just great stuff. Dude, I'm really into it. It got me excited for the for later on. I can talk about these two things. I feel like we can take up the time with these two things. Uh, the Brawl for All match, Hawk versus Draws. I didn't watch this. Um, we can skip. I mean, really, this. If you have anything to say, you can say it. I didn't watch and didn't really care. No, I, I, it didn't do anything to help them, Draws or Hawk. So, no, we can just move on. They, these are just atrocious. Boring, right? We're not spending time on them. No. no. So, Marvelous Mark Mano and his new main squeeze, Jacqueline, come out to the ring. And Jacqueline says, I've been quiet long enough. I take responsibility in losing last week. Unfortunately, uh, the day before the fight was our two-month anniversary. And me and my man went to the night before his tank was empty. Before he met oh sorry. His tank was empty before he met me. He was deprived. Sable wasn't able to please her man. No motor under her. She had no motor under her hood. Sable couldn't shift her gear. And then Sable comes out to the ring and Sable says, you got the story all wrong. Mark's tire was flat. Sable says, they didn't make Viagra back then. Jacqueline says, I'm a 100% woman. I got the goods. This body is premium. Real estate. And then Sable says, how long have you been renting it out? And then Jacqueline says, 
why don't you show it off in a bikini contest? Sable says, don't just blow it, show it. My bikini will be fully will be fully loaded, and I will drop the bomb on you. So with two minutes left before a break, we are the Uncensored Pressing Podcast. We have a bikini match in the works. Sable versus Jacqueline. I'm a mama, shuggy, nuggy, quack, quack, oink, oink, baby, baby, squeeze me. Yeah, in honor of Booker T, uh, I was just going to concur. Uh, God bless this segment. Uh, if it takes Mark Marrow and uh, whoever else to get involved, uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm not going to say I wasn't going to watch this match. I mean, Sable and then Jacqueline, uh, both are easy on the eyes. I'm in. So uh, that that's all I'm going to say. This, this is Attitude Era at its best. And uh, people can say what they want about my character. But, hey, what am I supposed to lie and not, not look forward to it? Premium real estate. I mean, listen, Sable out and drop the bomb at time. You um, and Paul, they're so you know they, they were awesome, man. Because that that I was laughing, just trying not to lose it though. Because when you were uh, rereading those lines from those promos, those were brilliant, man. The way I was trying to be so, me. I was trying to be so convincing. I don't know if I did a good job. Uh, no, no, you did. I, I was trying not to be so annoying if I started laughing, but I, I couldn't help it. Some of those moments did. I, it, it drew the smile, and I had to constrain myself because it was just so entertaining. What it was they entertaining. Were, the interaction well. between all, all of them. It was. I agree. Well, before we go to our first break, I do want to say when we come back, we're going to be covering a controversial moment in the Attitude Era. We're on the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast, so we definitely are going to cover it. But I just want to put that little disclaimer out there. And if you're getting offended, um, you know, just stop right here. Uh, but we're going to come right back with the rest of the Attitude Years. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. I am Ant, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host. Introduce yourself, sir. Well, and it's uh, Tyler Peters, and, you know, it's just so good to be back with you. We just took a break, and I can't wait to talk more about this exciting and very intriguing episode of uh, Raw is War. Raw is War. I just want to say um, a quick little uh, shout-out before we get started. You can check us out. We are the Uncensored Processing Podcast, and you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, um, CastBox, or Ever you get your podcast streaming from, you can definitely hear us. Give us a like. We have so much content. The Attitude Years. We have the Raw recaps, SmackDown recaps. Christian kills it with the AEW Dynamite recaps. Um, we have pay-per-view recaps. A lot of stuff. New stuff coming your way in 2023. Make sure you check us out on there. If you want to see our beautiful, amazing faces. Which, why wouldn't you? I know it. I mean, how... No, I, I mean, how, how can you not? This uh, weird yeah, mark on my arm. I, I thought it was. I thought it's very pretty. I, I mean, why not? That's and then all the ladies yeah. can check on Tyler's beautiful, manly, rugged face uh, as he prepares to get ready for his football game tonight. Um, now, yeah, I, I, I do have an important game, and but yeah, the, the ladies again. I got to be careful with that kind of statement. What kind of ladies are we talking here? I mean, well, you know, uh, better move on. We, we better move on. Of course, down, so we talking. Yeah, yeah I, I bury myself. I, I find a way to get that shovel in or something. Confidence, sir. Confidence is key. Well, 
you can check us out on YouTube. So subscribe, like, hit the notification bell, stay notified when new content comes out, leave a comment, all that fun stuff. Um, so we gave you guys this disclaimer, the disclaimer before we I fucked up. Before we went to break, I'm just gonna say we're covering a topic that um nowadays when you look at it can be shocking to some people it can be sad it could be funny to some people it could be serious some people look at it like eh, i don't know what to think about it you know just in the climate of the world that we are in today we've come so far since 1998 um so i just want to put this out here that we are the uncensored pro wrestling podcast and we are going to be covering controversial topics like this we're going to be covering things like chris benoit um owen hart obviously we still cover so we don't hold back and this segment is very you know racially driven and it's you know it's not it's made to poke fun at the nation so let's just talk about it and um you know you can say your thoughts and then we'll you know move on so degeneration x comes out each member is dressed up as the nation of domination uh triple h is dressed up as the rock billy gunn is the godfather and uh, he says pimps up hose down uh billy gunn has black face on uh triple h says crack or the crock just came from the bathroom and you should smell what the rock was cooking and the road dog, you know, as D'Lo drops to the floor, Triple H pretends to go for the people's elbow, um, and he doesn't do it. And Triple H says, when Croc hits the rock bottom, he has to smack himself down. Uh, Jason Sensation's own heart with the long nose. He says, I look like a damn road sign. I try to be a tough guy, but I just couldn't grow my beard in. What am I, an aardvark? And then X-Pox in blackface. And, you know, he's pretends to be really big. He does, hey, 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 you know, like he's Fat Albert. And Triple says, look, no, you're nation. We got two words for you. Suck it. So, looking back, if the whole point of it was just to kind of like, you know, make fun of the nation, I don't really understand um, what is happening. Yeah, I'm with you. This was such a bizarre moment. I, I mean, we, we talk about how it's going to be always unique with every episode of Raw's War. Uh, this definitely would not fly today, but I, I try to look at things uh, not so harshly that, you know, this was who they were feuding against. Yeah. Uh, but this have blackface was uh, really pushing the limits uh, with uh, race and everything. And, and that just goes to show you how the late 90s were we're so much, you know, different. Uh, we're yeah. so much more different. Different. Let me correct myself. Than uh, what we're experiencing today. And but even then, I, I would be, you know, it'd be hard to watch or, or be involved in a segment like this. So, uh, but I'm I'm not going to be hard, too harsh on DX because it was a creative and and this is how it was. I mean, they would yeah. make fun of the. Ooh, uh, I mean, what were your impressions? I was just always interested, man, because it's almost hard to break down and dissect. It's not your ordinary everyday segment i just think the reason why it's a little is that it wasn't necessary it's a a little too if if the nation mocked them you have any kind of like it's just like you know for them to say suck it like that was the whole point of the promo i agree like listen sometimes you have to be a little you know but 
We have our next one with the JVC Kaboom of the Week. And that's the Undertaker choke slamming mankind through the cell at King of the Ring. Did you have a JVC Kaboom? He's mad. Yeah, he's angry. I, that's all I was going to say because we're, we're seeing where he got Austin and another replay. What was it? Skittles. Now the JVC Kaboom box. I mean, the guy's getting sponsors. Say what you want to. Undertaker is driving sponsorship. You sure. Did you get um a um did you get um a kaboom box like a JVC kaboom box when you were younger? Did you have one? I did not have the kaboom box. That that's okay. the disappointing thing. As much as they they were an advertiser, I did not get to experience it. Uh, shame on me. What a shame. Well. Here's another shame. We have Val Venus taking on Dustin Runnels. And here are just some notes. Uh, Val applies a leg lock, and Val nails a Russian leg sweep. Kai come out and they attack Val. Val gets the win by DQ. After the match, Kai and Tai attack Val Venus as Yamaguchi-san and his wife come down. Yamaguchi-san says, Val Venus, you're just half a man that Yamaguchi-san is. No more hello, ladies. And then Yamaguchi-san slaps Val Venus, and Yamaguchi-san's wife looks upset at ringside. So Yamaguchi-san tells Val Venus, you're not half the man as I'm a big man. Don't come from my life. You think Yamaguchi-san would make a great porn star? He, he probably would. Uh, you know, probably he's dreaming, I'm sure. Uh, but now Val Venus... That's, that's a different story. I mean, women are hypnotized by his moves. They're very sensual. So I could see why the wife, you know, it didn't make it right, but she was, yeah, she was looking, you know, the hello ladies. And, you know, Rhodes wasn't feeling the gyrations. I mean, it probably as gold as he was, but not here with this new gimmick. And uh, apparently, and, you know, I, I thought the match w was pretty solid. Both these guys, the work rate's good but when you're talking Rhodes and Val Venus. But Con Ty, they're continuing this saga of attacking poor Val Venus. And Yamaguchi's wife, uh, hey, she she's seeming to like some of Al. So, of course, he's going to be upset with him. But, you know, I mean, with all due respect, could you blame her? I mean, I, I'm not putting myself in it. I mean, because we're about talking about Val Venus. But she she had eyes for him. Listen. For his eyes know, only, like a James Bond movie. Yeah. Here's my problem with Val. You know, Val's like a complicated. It's almost like it's funny. I always like to say this. I love this, this whole scenario, right? Not this one, but the whole like Macho Man Hulk Hogan scenario, right? When you're a kid, you are like Hulk Hogan's a man. Hulk Hogan is defending Miss Elizabeth. Hulk Hogan is like you know being blue, and Macho Man is being mean, and he's putting his hands on her, and he's attacking Hulk Hogan. But then you get become an adult, and you develop feelings, and become a man or a woman, and you really like someone, and you start to think like, wait, why is this person? grabbing my love's like art like why is she why is she or he on their arms why is this person defending this person why is this person doing this as a kid i love valvinas right as an adult you're a sure and you're trying to hook up with my wife You'd have a problem. Yeah. I mean, the reality is nobody would appreciate that, but I, I guess I was losing myself in, uh, you know, the aura You're in the, in the thighs and, and the, and the gyrations of Val Venus. Listen, I get it. He's a stud. No, no well, I wasn't going to say that, but I mean, uh, well, uh, what a segment it was. I'll just try to bounce back 
at you. I mean, it, it was. I mean, she was definitely tempted. But I, I'm with you. Poor Yamaguchi's son had to defend his honor. It was his wife. And, and I, I'm sure in Japan they've got a code. And it, I can't wait to see more of this. Speaking of unpacking the uh, the whole storyline, it, it's. It, yeah. I mean, this is definitely vintage Vince Russo. Listen, things uh, get unpacked that, pretty soon. Uh, they can. Uncooked, uncorked, and uncensored. Um, so up yeah, next, we have, yeah, definitely is uncensored. The reigning king of the ring, the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, taking on the former king of the ring, Mabel. And uh, Mabel nails a shoulder and elbow to Ken Shamrock. Shamrock nails a flying elbow to the face of Mabel and a spinning heel kick. Uh, Mabel misses a flying clothesline. And Shamrock applies an ankle lock, and Mabel taps out. Afterwards, Shamrock keeps the ankle lock applied. And King Mabel learned his lesson. You're not the king of the ring. Ken Shamrock is. Um, I think this match was, wasn't necessary. You know, if this is just how it ends. You know, I just think they're just trying to book stuff for Ken Shamrock at this point. But what would you think of this? It's just trying to... Yeah, all I was going to say is just trying to get uh, Shamrock more elevated, even though we, we didn't think of Mabel much. I mean, with all due respect, Mabel had some interesting gimmicks. I mean, Vesera was entertaining with, you know, was out there, but it, that's what it was. I mean, Shamrock just needed the, the big victory over the big guy. So that that's all I took it as. I mean, it, it was an interesting matchup. It, it I mean, did, did Mabel actually do a drop kick or was I dreaming that? I, I don't know that he actually got off his feet. Uh, but I, I, I would have swore that I saw him do some uh, some kind of move that was out of the ordinary. But maybe I'm I'm thinking of a different wrestling program. I, I don't know. Um, I think, listen, I feel like they I mean, used... Maybe we... What happened? Uh-huh. Maybe we remembered uh, too much to where we tried to forget. <laughs> Maybe that's what my was. problem with this whole entire Ken Shamrock thing I'm, I'm t- is like, is like I don't know if it was the week before or the week. I think it was week before they did a triple threat match for King of the Ring. Who's the best one? Now they're having another like we don't need to see all the former King of the Rings fight Ken Shamrock. Like like what what are they getting here? And, that's, and I feel bad because Mabel is a pretty decent talent, and we're only using him for that purpose just because he's a former King of the Ring. Yeah, I, I just think you know it's pretty simplistic at least for me. Like kind of like you were saying, I'm I'm just playing off of that that it's just to make definitely they're pushing and getting behind Shamrock uh, with the, the character, the King of the Ring. All that. And yeah, it's a shame Mabel probably had to be used as a pun in the uh, overall scheme of things, but I, I can I understand it and why the meaning behind it, you know, the question and, and answer the QA, however you want to say it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, sure. one of my favorite segments is coming up next. I, I can't wait for this you to is a, This is a big one. This is a big add to your moment. I got a little sidetracked here because I'm thinking about uh, this moment here. Um, we have Vince McMahon joining commentary. And the WWF champion Stone Cold Steve Austin does as well because we are going to find out our new number one contender. We have a triple threat match. Kane taking on Mankind and The Undertaker. Uh, the Undertaker has not come out. And Vince tells Tony Chimmel to say The Undertaker is chicken shit. So Kane and Mankind will compete. And no holes barred. Pin falls count anywhere match. Mankind says, I will not under any circumstances fight my friend Kane. 
Um, mankind sits outside by the steps and Kane attacks mankind and pins them. And after them, everyone's like, what the fuck? Why did he do this? Well, after the match, as my title belt is, looks like it's falling off. Hello. Um, after the match, Kane takes off his mask. And to everyone's surprise, it's The Undertaker. I can't what believe it. I was shocked. Why is Kane oh somewhere in the building? And why, why is The Undertaker dressed up like his brother? What is happening? The uh, the under is it fair? The Undertaker as a number one contender. I mean, I think it's the Undertaker because he wasn't Kane. He should be, yeah. He wasn't Kane. He, he fooled us all and talking about mind game psychology. The yeah, master literally fucked with everybody. What do you think? I thought it was uh, very clever on the Undertaker's part. I, I just want to say, first of all, how classy of gentlemen Vince McMahon and Paul Bear are, first of all. And this was, you know, we didn't get a triple threat match like we thought. It was Austin came out to steal McMahon's spotlight. Of course he did. And Stone Cold got back at McMahon. He flipped him off. I mean, McMahon did deserve that. I, I like the banter between McMahon and Austin on commentary. We've mentioned this. Taker not showing up was a, a nice touch. McMahon insulting uh, Tony Chimmel or has Chimmel, pardon me, insult the Taker. That, that's where it goes. And this no holds barred affair. I like how mankind will not follow orders. He's showing loyalty, but it got him nowhere because, you know, Undertaker, he thought it was Kane, but it's Undertaker. And, and that's who wins the match. So, you know, there was just some quick points that I noticed. And, you know, it, it, it really just, it was a, kind of another way a surprising ending for the show i mean what we're used to what we have came to expect now so i i didn't mind it i thought you know the undertaker's not only mad at everybody but he he's going to prove hey i can do kane as well as kane if not a little better and yes somewhere kane's in the back or on a street corner is this where he started running for a, a mayor I, I wonder if this is when it started well it should have because dude is like you know yeah. the fight to get pants um, I have a question. I know. I know. This, hang on. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm listening. Um, fun. Um, who do you think? Do you think they picked the right guy with Undertaker being number one contender? Or here we go. Hello, world. Okay. Or do you think? Oh, the- go ahead. No, that you were going to ask. Do you think Undertaker? Undertaker is the right, right guy for the challenge, right? I, I think so. I don't don't get me wrong. I liked how Kane was a champion for a little bit, and, and eventually he'll get that title back. And I, I really like Kane during this era, especially. But I, I think Undertaker's just such the uh, attraction, the established big time headline star, however you want to say it. And then against Austin, it's just going to present a uh, a great matchup for the championship. That's the way I look at it. I, I don't know. Maybe that's not popular opinion. I, well, no. That's mine. What do you think was the moment of the night for you that stood out? Moment of the night. That, that always gets tougher and tougher. I, I must say, I think Terry Funk, that spot. That was cool. The, the were, that was cool. I liked uh, Vader and Bradshaw. I, I like the whole uh, idea with McMahon ordering uh, Stone Cold and Taker to team up. Kane, Mankind, it it really fooled us all. all. And then at the end, like what we're just touching on, I like how Undertaker uh, really came out and, and 
surprise us all. I'll just go back to that word and ask Kane. So surprise. that was some of the memorable highlights. Well, and Sabon Jacqueline. Oh, I can't forget that. That's got to be up there. We we got a spotlight that. I mean, well, I was just going to say that was my moment of the night. Sable and Jacqueline. I mean, hubba bubba. We shab- no, that, the, well, that should have been my moment of the night, but I, I was trying to be fair and, and try to be un, unbiased. So Where the fuck has uh, Jim Cornette yeah, been? Well, Jim Cornette will be back. I, th- there's only one Jim Cornette, and I have to I have to respect that. I you know I nobody should lead to try to make money, trying to be a, a bad wannabe, and that that's what I was starting to become. So no, I'm, I'm saying to, I'm asking know, like like I'm talking about the real Jim Cornette, like in the storylines of W. Like, is he like? I got you. I thought you were mean this podcast. Oh no, 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 where Cornette? No, I don't. I don't know where Cornette's been. It's a shame. Well, I mean, I love Tennessee Lee, but but where's the racket? Where's, where's Jim Cornette? Because uh, last time he got injured by Severn, Severn ended up turning on him. Oh, that, that's, that's right. Last, he got uh, injured. He got injured yeah. by that di- that yeah. bastard. That, that, that's I what, appreciate that, that's you. That's what happened. Give me a fist bump. I appreciate you for keeping up the storylines, my friend. Boom. There we go. Um, well, I tried. I got lucky there. You sure did. So let's go over like the next couple of weeks we got coming up. So we got episode 37 of Raw is War from July 13th, 1998, live in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Things are going to hit the fan when Shawn Michaels shows up. That's a little idea to get you tuned in for that. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, Shawn Michaels is back. Yes. Oh, we then have episode 38, WWF Raw is War, July 20th, 1998. The week before, well, the Monday night right before the pay-per-view that we're going to cover, which is WWF fully loaded in your house, live in Fresno, California. So we got two Raw's Wars and a pay-per-view coming your way soon. Shit's going to hit the fan, man. I see us starting to get more and more into the um, crazy, uh, sort of intense, uncensored We are. To the era. I'm excited for it. I know you are. Do you have any last words for our listeners, my friend? I'm just excited. It's definitely going to get crazy. I'll just uh, say that word again, like you you just mentioned. It, it's definitely a, a thrilling time. And I, Anthony, I can't wait to uh, talk about Fully Loaded and the, more of these draws and eventually SummerSlam 1998. SummerSlam 98, a big one, Madison Square Garden. I got to tell you, when I was in the arena, I'm so mad that I didn't get to really sit and take it all in and experience it and enjoy it. I'm going to go back there. Uh, I'm single now. I'm on the prowl. So if anybody wants to go with me, listen, hit your boy up. Send me a comment. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm down for anything. Um, So yeah, you, there you go. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug cheaply before we go? Well, yeah, cheaply is my middle name. No, I'm, I'm teasing. Yeah, a lot to plug. Rewind Wrestling Radio Podcast, Standing Strong with Waylon Myers. Of course, the Uncensored Wrestling Podcast, Back When with Danny and myself, Tyler Peters, and In the Corner with Benny Mac. I mean, all these shows and Wrestle Buddy, Geek Buddy, CCW. I mean, I've got a daggum list like Jericho. This is crazy, man. And you've got all your, your programs. So The list of Jericho. Um, I do want to say to you, sir, um, the list of Tyler Peters, uh, those appears there. You go. Um, listen, okay. Uh, before we go, we have our special New Year's Eve episode dropping tomorrow at 6 p.m. We're gonna be covering the top moments of WWE, hopefully, AEW and other stuff. Uh, we're just gonna kind of be covering matches, moments, all that good stuff. 2022 is coming to a close. 
We are covering 2023 next year. I'm so excited. Uh, Tyler, this is the last show of 2022. Um, we met. This I know. I'm happy to have met you. We have been killing it so far. Um, and listen, 2023 is going to get more on fire. We're going to end up going through the end of 98. We're going to hit 1999. It, Dude, it's going to. It's going to be epic. Yeah. But yes. Uh, no, have, I'm. Go ahead. I'm excited. No, you go ahead, man. I, I'm just I'm just echoing those sentiments. I, I'm happy, you know, we connected, man. It's been a lot of fun. As I as I interrupt you every time. Well, what's funny is like you're Please getting dark. Me, you're becoming grayer and grayer. When I first met you, it was black. Now it's like you're embracing the gray, and I appreciate it. What? Oh, the gray? <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I'm He said yeah, what? I, am, man. I appreciate it. It's good. It's good. It's yeah. good. We're, we're listen. The salt yeah, pepper. It's attractive. You got daddy vibes right now. It's attractive. Oh my gosh! Literally. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All yeah. right. This is the well, Uncensored Frozen Podcast, and with that, we are going to say goodbye. Have a good night, and we will see you next time with Raw's War, July thirteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Have a great rest of twenty twenty two, and we'll see you in our New Year's Eve episode. See you in twenty twenty three. Bye.